So journaling is something that you probably already know is good for you and good for you to do. Uh, but you might not know that there are so many ways. And maybe if you're having some resistance to it, learning about all the different ways that you can journal where you'll be like, oh, I can do that. That sounds fun. That sounds like it would be supportive for me. So in this podcast episode, we're going to be talking about all the different types of ways that you can begin a journaling practice and how to find the right journaling style for you. Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. Here you'll get to eavesdrop on connected women's conversations about self-love, confidence, healing, relationships, creativity, and more. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, and I am your guide to getting you grounded into your body, feeling your full spectrum of emotion, and expanding your fullest self-expression. I also pop in here from time to time with solo episodes where I give you tips, tricks, and resources like meditations, visualizations, and all the things to get you grounded, to get you to feel, to get you to alchemize, and to get you to expand and express yourself fully. I'm so grateful that you're here, and I invite you to now put your hands on your heart, take a deep breath, set a tone for how you want to be as you show up for this podcast, take what resonates in this podcast, leave out what doesn't resonate, and take some time to reflect and to contemplate. And if there's anything in the podcast you want to chat about, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at selfexpressbabe. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's get started. All right, so today we are going to be covering 12 different types of journaling styles, ways you can approach journaling so that you can start a journaling practice. Because if you're watching this video, you already know that journaling is something that would benefit you, but maybe you're having a hard time getting started. And I want to preface this by saying that there are so many different mediums, mediums? tune journaling. So this does not mean you have to take physical pen to paper. You can use journaling apps. You can use voice notes. And there's also another form that we're going to get into. It's one of the list of 12. So let's begin first with my favorite form of journaling, and that is stream of consciousness journaling. In stream of consciousness journaling, you are just basically writing what's on your mind. And that sounds really easy, but it can also be really hard because in my experience, at least, I'm thinking faster than I can write. And so by the time I'm writing, like when I first started a stream of consciousness journaling practice, by the time I was writing the thing, I had already thought it and then like organized it in a way that would like make sense in my journal. <laughs> so with the stream of consciousness journaling, you really want to let go of it, like making sense or being coherent. And you just want to go. It's like a brain dump. You're just letting things out. You, um, If you're typing it, if you're writing it, you're not stopping. You're just constantly going. So that is the first one, stream of consciousness journaling. And I do want to add stream of consciousness journaling is in a book called, what is the book called? So there's a book called The Artist's Way. And stream of consciousness journaling is one of the tools that the author gives as a way to feed your creativity. And the way that that book is, the way that that book serves that practice is by every time you show up to it, do it first thing in the morning when you're still in that, you know, 
whatever brainwave it is, beta beta brainwave. I don't remember which one. Please don't quote me on that. And you just dedicate to doing three pages, three pages of just stream of consciousness, letting it all out. So that is the first one, stream of consciousness. The second way is dialogue journaling. And within this dialogue, you are having a dialogue with a part of yourself. And this can look many different ways. Maybe there's a side of you that if you're someone that feels anxiety from time to time, then there's a piece of you, there's a piece within you that's an anxious self. So you can come into your journal and switch back and forth between the anxious self talking and the your higher self or the real you or whatever you want to call it talking. So you're having a dialogue back and forth. This can also be done with a certain body part. So let's say you have a lot of pain in your shoulder and you want to have a conversation with the shoulder. So you're asking yourself in your journal, like, what, what do you have to tell me, shoulder? Like, what are you carrying? What are you holding? And then you switch back and forth between that. Uh, this is also, I'm just remembering now that this is a tool with healing your inner child. I read a book a few years ago about inner child work. This book recovery of your inner child. And in this book, they use this dialogue journaling. You're having a dialogue with your inner child. So you switch back and forth between your adult self and your inner child having a conversation. So that could be a form of dialogue journaling. You can also do it with a certain way that you that you feel or like an emotion that you're moving through. You can see like, all right, what is it that you are wanting to teach me? Which drives me into the next form of journaling, and that is emotional journaling. And with emotional journaling, what you'll do is I'll include a list of emotions here that you can screenshot, or you can do your own Googling and find a list of emotions. And you just choose one and you journal about it. You can journal what it brings up for you in the moment. You can journal like your experience with this kind of emotion in the past, whatever it is that's coming up journaling about that emotion. And it's also a really good tool to deepen your emotional intelligence by getting familiar with not only lists of emotions and all these different types of emotions that exist, but your where those emotions live within your body. All right, number four, I call desires and goals journaling. And this is like what some other people might call manifestation journaling. I personally don't like the word manifestation. I think it sounds weird. So desires and goals journaling. It's kind of like a self-check-in of like, what do I want? What do I desire? So you would ask yourself, what do I desire? And then afterwards you would ask yourself, why do I desire this? Why is this even here? Like what is what's the deeper layer behind there behind that? And then after that, you can ask yourself, what might I need to get here? And I use the word might because Sometimes we think we need certain things. We kind of can go from our goals to then what we need to do when we don't really have all the answers in the moment of like what it is that actually is possible for us. That like really leaves open a space to surrender, to allow yourself to co-create with everything else that's happening around you with all the other people, the universe, whatever you want to call it. There's always outside forces having a say in your life you're not you're not living in a vacuum another cool thing about desires and goals journaling after you get clear on what it is that you desire you can then play into like who who am i with this already done how would i feel how would i show up how would i dress how would i speak how would i relate to other people all of that 
And then you can ask yourself, why not show up as this person now? What's or like, what's one small little step I can do today to be that person? I also like to ask myself if there was some sort of outside magical force, like some sort of help from the universe or from source or something like that to help me with this desire or with this goal, what would I ask for? I think that beautifully ties into the fifth form of journaling that I have for you today, which is self-coaching journaling. In self-coaching journaling, if there's something that you're moving through that feels like a lot or that feels hard or you feel maybe like stuck or something like that, write all those grievances in a journal. Maybe you read it back or maybe it just comes naturally where you can kind of put yourself in the shoes of a coach or of someone that supports you and loves you that wants to help you see a different perspective or get through this or find new ideas from there after you've written everything out asking yourself an open-ended question for example if you're feeling anxiety and you're just writing out about your anxiety and maybe a source of your anxiety is that you're about to move i'm just pulling from personal experience write everything out after that, maybe the open-ended question is, okay, so what do you need in this moment? And then going from there, the questions aren't like a formula that you can always ask yourself. Same as regular, regular schmegular coaching. There isn't like a formula of questions that you ask that's going to depend on what's coming up. But the important thing is for it to be open-ended. So not asking yourself a yes or no question, asking yourself a question that you can kind of dive deeper on and get like in depth with and really like sit and think about it for a little bit. You know, questions that make you like stop and think and look at things from a different perspective. What's really going to help with self-coaching journaling if you have a hard time with it is diving more into mindfulness practices so that you're able to kind of see the side of you that has thoughts and has emotions and is so wrapped up in the human experience and in the ego to see that as just a part of you that you get to like observe. And that's something that comes over time from dedicating yourself to mindfulness practices. So just wanted to throw that in there in case that is something the self-coaching seems like something that is impossible or something that's difficult. Number six, reflecting journaling. For me, the reflecting journaling is one of the journalings, this reflecting one, and then the one I'm about to share afterwards. I find them very calming. I find the reflecting journaling very calming. So the only thing that reflecting journaling is, think about it as you're writing like, dear diary, today I saw a boy. Anyone remember that song from Britney Spears? <laughs> so you're just like reflecting on your day. I like to do the reflective journaling on Fridays to reflect on my week because for me as someone who is a business owner and who's doing like a bunch of things all the time, I tend to get caught up in what is next. So I've made it like a nice little ritual on Fridays to sit and reflect and to celebrate the week and to look back on the week and really just take a moment to really land myself in that Friday and in a new week wrapping up. And I find that it really sets me in a great mood for the weekend. One of my favorite parts about reflective journaling is you can also use it on days where like you did something really, really fun that day. Or maybe even uh, if you're someone that travels and you want to keep those memories because a photo is so limited, in my opinion, compared to a journal. And when you can combine those two together, it's amazing. If you take a trip to India and you take a picture in front of the temple and like that's your only memory, 
But if you also had a journal with you or a journaling app or voice notes or whatever your medium of journaling is, if you also have your reflections from the day, when you go back and read those or listen to those, it's going to be such a great experience. Like whenever I read back on my reflections, I'm like, oh, I didn't remember that. I didn't remember that we did that that day. As the days go by, it's hard to remember like what you wore last week. But if you're writing about it in a journal, I feel like all the memories, they have more space to really be appreciated. And I love that. And then the next journaling, I also find very calming and very healing and a very, very, very great medicine for me when I'm experiencing feelings of depression. And that is gratitude journaling. And I know you've probably heard about gratitude journaling before. You've probably heard, you know, it's so many times that you're like, oh, I'm sick of people telling me how to gratitude journal. But I want to give you a few tips on how to really make this a daily practice because I really do believe that it's such a good medicine, especially because we live in a world that's so fast paced. We don't have, at least in major cities, I live in LA. I used to live in New York City. I also lived in Miami. So I lived in like the three major cities. And in those areas, there isn't really that like tight knit community kind of feel. It's more of like everyone doing their own thing. The gratitude journaling is such great medicine to help you realize what you do have and what is going great in your life. So that's why it's really good for feelings of depression or maybe feelings of not really knowing where your life is going or what you're supposed to do in this life, what your purpose is and all of that if you're feeling a little lost. So I want to give you a few tips on gratitude journaling. First, is buying a journal, maybe a small one, if you want to do the pen to paper and dedicating it only to gratitude, having it right by your bed and anchoring that to when you either go to sleep or wake up, even if that means you literally just write like one bullet point down or like one sentence down. Uh, another great place to start that isn't so huge is setting a timer for three minutes or five minutes while you gratitude journal. One of my favorite ways to like really deep dive in the gratitude journaling is picking just one thing. For example, we'll do this in real time. GoPro camera. If I picked the GoPro camera to write about, I'm so grateful about the GoPro camera and then go really deep on this GoPro camera talking about, you know, going way back to whoever first invented photography. Also being grateful that I know how to uh, read the buttons and read the, um, the manual of how to use it, which I didn't even read and having electricity to charge the battery having a home that has electricity to with an outlet to charge the battery and then like whoever made the outlet and all the technology in there like you can go deeper and deeper and deeper with just one simple mundane thing even like the scrunchie for example you can go super deep on like how grateful you are that there's a person that like sewed this or like if it's made out of cotton the sunshine and the dirt and the water that grew the cotton and then whoever turn that cotton into fabric and just like all these steps all of our like things around us that don't seem like a big deal like literally everything took a long journey to get to you and when you can choose one of those like little mundane things that don't seem like a big deal and do gratitude journaling about it it really has you it really like gives you a different perspective and you see your home around you in a completely new light. And that's why I think 
gratitude journaling is such a great medicine. It really changes your perspective. Honestly, if there's just one form of journaling that you try on and you take on and you do and you devote to from this podcast episode, I would hope that it would be gratitude journaling. But again, choose what works for you. So this one's going to be fun if you're someone that has resistance to writing. And that is sketchbook journaling. So instead of uh, writing anything at all, you would draw it and you could draw about your day or you can just, you know, just draw to draw just to have like a daily log of little drawings. That's a good like kind of workaround if the writing, if you're not really feeling it. Another fun thing you can do instead of drawing is uh, making a collage, if that's something that you're into. The next form of journaling is dream journaling pretty self-explanatory. You are writing about your dreams, but you know when you wake up, you don't always remember your dreams. For me, I like never remember my dreams. It's like there when I wake up and right before I woke up and it's like immediately gone if I'm not writing it down. Pro tip to write about them right away. Your dreams are believed to be your subconscious speaking to you. I'm no expert on this. This is just what I've heard. I can see how that's true, like based on some of the dreams that I've had. So if you keep track of this, maybe you'll be able to see a certain pattern. And I've heard this from people who have done dream journaling, that they see certain patterns over a long period of time. And it gives them more clarity on their purpose and their life goals and desires and what it is that they want to do and to move um, what it is they want to do moving forward in life. There we go. Got those words out. All right, number 10. This one, I'm not sure if it counts as journaling, but I've definitely used this as journaling. And this is really more of like, if you are someone who is a creative and you have a project idea and there are all these different ideas rummaging about in your brain and it's feeling very chaotic and you're feeling anxious about it, this is a great way to really ground yourself and have everything on paper, make it feel more approachable. And that's called mind mapping. So what you would do, you would put your main topic in the center or maybe the name of your project that you're working on in the center and then going out from there, kind of like a brainstorm, you would put little lines and then write your little bullet points. Yeah, it's kind of like brainstorming. I find it very helpful for planning like a masterclass or planning an embodiment session or planning a course like Heart Magic. And um, I think it's very helpful to really get all those crazy ideas that are floating around in your head and grounding them into something that's when you read it, you're like, oh, okay, I got it. This is why I love journaling. When you're holding everything in your head and like remembering these appointments and that appointments and this project and that project and, you know, just stress of the day, when you're holding it all here, it feels like a lot. And when you can let it out, then your mind can kind of like relax because it's like, it's okay if your brain forgets something because you have it in your planner or in your journal, like you have it somewhere. It's living somewhere. It doesn't have to be held up here. So let's move on to number 11. Number 11 can really be applied to any of the topics that I've already talked about. Maybe in, maybe just not the sketchbook journaling because it's actually writing. And that is bullet journaling. And with bullet journaling, you're just writing a bullet point. You're writing short statements rather than long paragraphs. That can be a good workaround if you're really busy. That could be a great way to start with any of these types of journalings that I've offered you, except for the sketchbook one, of just starting with bullet points and then over time allowing yourself to grow with it. And then the last form of journaling. I think I've done this in high school, but I haven't done it since then. And I'm not going to tell you how long it's been <laughs> since I've graduated high school. 
but it's having an inspiration journal. And in your inspiration journal, you would put quotes that you like, you can put photos that you like, you can put, uh, you can draw things, maybe you're Maybe you take a trip to the botanical garden one day, you see a flower that you like and you draw it in your inspiration journal, you sit there and you sketch. And it really is a journal that you can then come to, to lift you up. And I think another journal that you can come to to lift you up, to go back to the gratitude practice, is the gratitude journal. Especially if you do a physical journal and you dedicate it just to that, it then becomes like once it's full, it's then a book on your shelf that you can pick up anytime you're feeling down or low and you can flip through it and feel instantly better. And I think that's awesome. That concludes our 12 styles of journaling. I hope that this episode was helpful for you. If you enjoyed this, I would love to see you post a screenshot to your Instagram stories and tag me at selfexpressedbabe. Also, be sure to rate and review the podcast if you enjoyed this, and maybe you even share it with a friend. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.